0: Now, Till now we have learned that a person the person is a person because of his speech. We are humans, and I explained last week that the greatness of a human being is because the yipoch apoch the blew into him a power of speech. That's how the Targum explains. Nishmas Chai means Riach Mamalolo, the power of speaking. And a person, you know, a person elevates himself with his speech. He becomes a full person. And yeah, it explained also the power of talking to the Rabboni Shlelem and Hadavening. It means the, the, It's like saying the more elevated your mouth is. The more elevated is your davening, your tefillah, your learning. So great, I explained last week that the like, Gemara says, abai says, the world stands on hevel shetanoikes be'srabam. The world stands on learning what young children learn in the cheder, not what the great Sadiqim learn. So the like, Gemara says, because their heaven has never sinned. It comes out of a mouth that has never sinned yet. Child under Mitzah hasn't sinned yet, so their Torah is so holy, so great that the world stands at that Torah. On the Torah that comes out of children, because they're even though they might gossip, a child, but he, that's not called really a sin because the child is a child. So that's the that's what we spoke about. Now he says, "V'ledeize." Let's read it in English: When a person rectifies his speech. He then merits to speak to his creator with passionate fervor. The person is you know fixes his mouth, he has the ability to talk to Drbanis Loilam with passionate fervor, with a brand, we say. With uh, he's full of full of kedusha, full of ash, fire, with fervor. He said to Hashem, for every a person must accustom himself to speak to his grave with total to honesty and truth. You sit down, you speak to Hashem, you have to speak with a deep honesty and truth. You know, saying to the Rebbein Shluelo, here I am, this is my shortcoming, I want to get better. See, we live, one of the things we do in life to exist is our defense mechanism, we lie to ourselves, we fool ourselves. You know, we, you know, we deny the reality, we, we distort reality, we're not really honest with ourselves. So that when a person does a sin and he's not honest to say, this is my shortcoming, I have to be careful with when I speak, I have to be careful when I walk in the street when there's not sneeze, Or so you have to be careful when I, you know, how anything to be just honest with yourself. When a person starts speaking to the Hashem and he says, I want to speak with great honesty, that brings a, an incredible awakening in the person. The more honest you are with yourself, the more the awakening is. You wake up and you, know, and you ask yourself, what am I doing in this world? What, 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 what is this all about? This is what he says. He told us he must express. Then he says another very, very powerful thing. He must express everything inside of him until he truly arouses his heart to the service of a God. That means a person has to talk with vigor till he, you know, talk everything. I tell people the greatest ther- uh, therapy is to talk to Hashem. He really listens. Other people, where you pay money, I'm not sure they listen. He really listens. He talks to Hashem, and he, you the know, more you talk, the more... It's not only you feel connected, he says, it brings out the kedusha in a person, this esh kedish, as we call it, the real deep kedusha to be close to Hashem. Until he begins to speak fervently the words of a truth in his heart, amidst an awakening to repentance. This also awakens a person to do tshuva. One of the things that we all have a problem, we humans are very much. You know, things we get into a routine, and that's how we do it. You know, we become very, very like this is how we've done it, interrupt, and I'm doing it, and I'm doing it, and I'm doing it. I once told uh, someone called me up once, a lady, and a uh, uh, son got married in the family, and the uh, son tried to explain to the mother in law, the new mother in law, they can't use a sponge Shabbos to wipe the table. The sponge is not good. So, so the mother calls me up and he says, you know, my daughter got married, my son-in-law says he can't use a sponge us. I says, yeah, you can. It can't be, so she says, I'm doing it for 30 years. <laughs> it can't be that it's not allowed. I've been doing it for 30 years. I mean, probably she made a mistake, didn't realize, but people have this, I can't, I can't be wrong, I'm doing it all these years, it's very hard. To sometimes a simple, there's nothing personally. So you use the sponge, you can't use a the sponge. The rabbi says you shouldn't use a sponge, Shabbos you use something else. But to admit that you made a mistake is very, very hard. We don't, we like to think all the time, we're doing the right thing. Because you gotta live with yourself. You can't wake up in the morning and say, you know, I'm sinning. You gotta live with yourself, you got to be proud of yourself, you gotta be filled so. We push away the uncomfortable things that we do, the bad habits, the things that we're a little bit embarrassed about, our shortcomings. We try to not, we try, you know, I, there's a very famous story to explain this, very, very famous story with the vision that said but the first vision that said Happened was that they the, the brought him eyeglasses and explained to him that eyeglasses does many things. It could bring things farther, closer, closer, further. You know, you could play. You know, if you want to see better. There's such type of a glass, such type of, and explaining to him. And he, the rabbi's listening. So he says, you know, finally the Rebbe says to the Choset to explain to him, I need such glasses that I should be able to see my shortcoming and everyone's longcoming. Because right now, what I see is everyone's shortcoming and my longcoming. He says, till now, when we have gla- we see, we always notice everyone's shortcomings. We never notice our own shortcomings. In our eyes were at Sadiq. You know, we don't do anything wrong. We always notice, oh, this person is not so good, not so nice, not so fro, not so this, not so that. Yourself, you don't realize. He says, I need glasses to turn it around. I should be able to see my shortcoming and everyone's good goodness. See, what when a person has a hard time to do tshuva because he doesn't see his own shortcoming. So what I'm not saying when a person talks to Hashem with great truth, it brings out a fervor, a brand, a kedusha, a passion, which you slowly begin to say, I am doing things wrong are just saying, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? How am I spending my days? How can, I, how can I change the life that I'm living? How can it be better? I often tell people that meditation helps even for have a better shalom bias To have a better, not just shalom b'ayas, to get along with people better. Because when you start talking to Hashem, all of a sudden you start realizing, you know, I got into argument today, you know, First reaction when we get into argument, it's never my fault, it's the other person's fault. We start talking to Hashem, you know, maybe I did something for the argument. I always tell people, it takes two people to argue. So what was my part in the argument? Means so the more a person talks to Hashem, the more he becomes awakened and to see what he does and how he lives and how he could change and what's important, he says. Up to the seas, he says, his own loneliness and the greatness of the Creator. But he says, in R'Ahman another mitzvah degezak. When you talk to Hashem with truth, you besides you become to see your humbleness of yourself. You all of a sudden realize the incredible greatness of Hashem. You know, Hashem is unbelievable great. You no, know, walks around. Whoa, you know, Hashem is in the world. We just, you know, oh, Hashem is in the world." that when they start talking Hashem with the great, all of a sudden you are able to feel how great and how enormous, how unbelievable great is Hashem. Yeah, if you ever think about it, like, I mean, I always tell people, I tell a few years ago, didn't realize, uh, why people don't realize the greatness of the universe. People are in the impression that the universe, you could get into a spaceship and travel for one, as are called, Star Wars in the movies. One star to another star. I always tell people, what? To one galaxy. galaxy to another galaxy. We know the closest star to us is about 4.3 light years away. And if you travel that 25,000 miles an hour, that means in an hour you can circle the globe, it'll take us 80,000 years to get there. Did you hear what I said? 80,000 years will get there to the closest star. It takes four point three light years. If you say hello and 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 will fly and, and the hello will travel the speed of light, it'll take four years. You could you could have another child, you can marry a few children, and you know so the guy's gonna say hello. I mean, this is the closest star. The universe is unbelievable big. And unfortunately, it doesn't hit us so much. It doesn't come into our, it's not connect, connected the das to the heart. That means your intellect to your heart. You can be intellectually know, but it doesn't connect. When a person talks to Hashem, the more talks to Hashem with truth, it awakens his heart, he explains, and all of a sudden, you see your shortcomings and how humble we are and the awesomeness of Hashem. That's the power, he says, of speaking. Um, the fields, then he says, if um, Feels great shame before Hashem. Part of Yerushimayim is, is to be embarrassed in front of Hashem. Gemuris continuously says this, and he's going to bring down the first posse in the Torah. The Zoe says, Bereshis. What is Bereshis? If you rearrange the words Bereshis, Yore Boishis, or with, with, uh, with, uh, with the shame. You look at Hashem and you're a embarrassed, like what, what did I do? What, what in the world have I done? So he says by talking to Hashem with a fervor, you become humble and you see the greatest Hashem and slowly become shameful, which is a great thing. Shy, Jewish people are shy. One of the great things of Jewish, you know, the thing is they are shy people. The, the, there's a certain type of a shyness which we are shy away as we say. For until now, he had merely thrown his sins over his shoulders and ignored them. Because before he meditates really, we have an attitude to ignore our sins. Ignore it. The reason is very simple. No one likes to f- focus on the shortcomings. We like to focus how great we are, how good we are, how special we are. It's how a human being is. And if a person, I even tell people, I watched it my own eyes once, and it's true, but I've seen it with my own eyes, how a person had everything in the world. Nothing was missing. And he was miserable with himself because he wasn't doing anything. He used to get a stipend from his parents, $35,000 straight into a bank account every month. Every month, free of taxes. And he only had one child because he had nothing to worry about, nothing to, to, to feed on himself. See, good feelings come when you work hard, you learn hard, you dive hard, you work and you do things, because that's the nature Hashem made it. So when a person, when a, normally a person always focus, tries to focus on his good things, the guy has nothing to focus on his accomplishment becomes very depressed. It's the nature of a human being, is to feel when you work hard, you accomplish, ah, I did something. I feel good about it. So, but with, that causes a person to th- not to focus on his sins. That's what I, I was explaining. We we don't like to look at our shortcomings. We like to think we are great. But once you start talking to Hashem with great truth, all of a sudden there's a light shining on your shortcoming. You're able to tell yes, I have a terrible shortcoming. This is what I don't do properly. This is how I don't, I don't bench properly. I don't act properly in a certain situation. Whatever, whatever, every person is, you're finally able to admit it and to say, to them, I'm sorry. You know, many years ago, I once read an article. A guy, in a very simple way, he wanted to change himself, change his attitude and his... Uh, and he walked around with a tape recorder to, which gets activated to speak, and he wrote the whole article how it, it, this was a secular, uh, non, I think he was a non-Jewish person, but showed, he says, in his life, never imagined how he sounds really in life. He, like, he always used to think that he's a great guy, you know. so many so many things, he listened to himself, wow, that, that sounds very silly. And then, like, I could have said it differently, I could have spoken differently, could have acted more, more professional, See, we don't look at ourselves. We don't look in the mirror. Now, when a person starts talking to Rebani Yishlo Nachman says, all of a sudden, it bounces back the light of Hashem into your heart. You're able to see your shortcomings and really do the So, but now that he acknowledges them, he's filled with great shame over the enormity of his sins, committed against the master the ruler, the essence of the roof of all the worlds. And all of a sudden, he feels, wow, that's what I did? And the truth is, you know, a person has to always, every day do tshuva because we never know when our last day of the world is. Many people did not wake up this morning. A lot of people this morning thought they're going to be living a long time They went to sleep very peacefully and uh, didn't wake up. A person never knows. I always tell people no one knows his expiration date. You know, food have an expiration date, but our expi- expiration date is hidden. It's, it's not that Hashem doesn't tell this to anyone. Don't, Hashem doesn't tell anyone your expiration date. He doesn't tell anyone how long the world is going to be when Mashiach comes. Certain things is covered. We don't know. We don't know when we, how long we're going to live, nor does anyone know when Mashiach is going to come, nor does anyone know when, how long the world is going to be. These are things that the Rebun covers and hides from us. But but, uh, that's why a person, the Mishnah says you should do tshuva every day, because you never know when the last day is going to be. Then he goes on, Rav Nachman, he says, initially, it's a new paragraph, initially, however, this shame is not yet actualized or visible on the person's face. He says a very, very, very interesting thing. Sometimes you could be very shame of a shame. But it's deep in your heart you feel shame. Very often we feel shame about certain things. We don't walk around. It's not shown our face. It doesn't show our guilt. But deep down, it's buried. The person, let him, done a mistake. It was careless. He's really sorry what he did. He doesn't walk around with the shame on his face. And the reason for this, he explains, because his sins have blunted his intellect. Every chet, that a person makes, every sin that a person makes, he brings into himself a ruach shtus a foolish intellect, foolish uh, foolishness into you. The it says you cannot sin unless you become foolish. So the Bashantav used to say, in this broad down Ochsi that what really happens, the foolishness stays with you. You know, a guy ate something not kosher this morning. Or he ate without a bracha. So he made a sin. That sin, but he did, he had to be foolish at that moment. That foolishness stays with him after he sinned. Even though he's not going to eat anyway, He's going to eat kosher from now on. He's make a bracha every time he eats. But the shtus, the ruch shtus, that a person does, uh, his foolishness stays with him. And he says, that when you start doing tshuva, you chase out the ruach shtus. You push it out. You clean your mind, your system, your neshama, your intellect with the rish And literally, he's, this is a, it's a, it's a famous thing of the of the the Lechose, he used to say always. Person sees that he learns and he doesn't do the right thing, even though he just learned. Simim that he didn't do tshuva. The rish is still in his mind. When that person does tshuva, he literally pushes away the foolishness away from himself. And then when that gets pushed away, then you really could feel Hashem in a much, much deeper level. Now this has to do, you know, every day, you know, as much you push the foolishness away, that's how much you could really hold on to the Emma's. See, Ramnachna says this over here in in a in a, in, a, in a holy way, but in an intellectual way, it's also very true, it's hard to admit to yourself that you, you you messed up. It's very hard to admit to yourself. When a person admits to himself truly, and he does tshuva, and he beca- takes responsibility on it, becomes part of tshuva, says, yes, I did it. Because normally, most people don't take achreis. A chreis. means to take it's a responsibility that's called malchus. Most often, we always blame situations. It blame my spouse, blame my children, blame my neighbor. The way I was raised, you know, you always say this silly excuse. It is doesn't not taking responsibility. But when a person does really chooses, says I did it and it's my choice and I am responsible, that pushes away the foolishness, totalness and then. You're an expense, and you could really feel the awesomeness of Hashem, he says. Mm. Therefore, before he merits to repent completely, he does not possess the requisite understanding that would allow him to feel the property, shame, Hashem given to the enormity of his sins, the greatness of the Creator. He says, till you don't do tshuva, it's very hard to really, really... Uh, um, to, do the, to have fear and shame of Hashem. See, in another place, where Nachman says, to add to this, he says, when a person does shuva for his sins, he's able to decide better decisions. Able to, you know, often we have a decision to make, we can't decide. Yes, no, yes, no. That also comes, he explains, from the foolishness of the mind. And if a person does shuva, he says, you're able to be decisive more. Doesn't mean every decisive person is a tzaddik, and it doesn't mean every person is indecisive. Is not, but it helps. He explains, in it helps a person become a decisive to look at things. To look at things in, in the right way, and to be, to to be much more clear. And he says it makes a person have a bina yiseder, an extra understanding. How how do I cope with the situation? How do how. You know, like you have a job. You have a you have a child to take care. A difficult relative. How do the more a person does tshuva, the more he, he pushes his foolishness away, and he becomes enlightened. Not only in many many different ways, street smart. The main smartness will give him, able that he's able to connect to Hashem, They're able to feel the presence of Hashem. See, because. As I explained this last week and two weeks ago. One of the hardest things is, is to be close to Hashem. It's much easier to keep Shabbos and put on film and to learn Yomi, it's, it's difficult, you know, but it's easier than to have a relationship with Hashem and say, here I am, Hashem, and feel Hashem, and, and feel His superiority and how humble and how nothing we are. That's a very difficult thing. That's why the more a person talks to Hashem, the more that he takes this into himself. Mm-hmm. And he goes on to say that this goes levels on levels on levels. You know, there's two famous stories. One with the Tanya and one with the Vilna Goan. The Chassid and the Mesnaget. And I might not say the story accurately. Over, I haven't seen this for many, many, many years. But, but the, the story goes that the Tanya was. A, I think he came in front of the judge. He the judge saw him with his talisman film. He got so frightened, the fear. The same thing was with the Vilna Vilneguan was brought in front of a judge. He opened his talisman, you know, his face, and the judge got so frightened that he just sent them away. And so they asked the Tanya. You know, why did the happen, he says, the Gemara says, the is, the Torah says, Ki, rui, kal, ame, all the nations will see, Ki, shem, ah, shem, the name of Hashem is called on you. They'll see the name of Hashem. We and have all. So he said, Rabbi, you all put on the film. The, uh, the passage saying that the, the going will look at us, and see the name of Hashem is on us and they'll be frightened from us. So the Gemara says, that means film. By wearing film, the goyim see the name of Hashem of us, they see the name of Hashem with us, this brings a great awe and they become a frightened of us. So see the Chassidim asks, we all, all put on a film and no goy gets frightened of us. You know, you know, we walked out in the film, the guy says, what is this? You know, he doesn't get frightened. So he said, if you follow the words of the Gemara, the Gemara says, "Eli tfilm That means the Gemara says, where you have to, where the tfilm is not only on your head, inside your head should be the kedusha of the tfilm, the concept of tfilm. So, noicha kechu, should be inside your head too. The tfilm, the box should be on top. But the, 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 what the tfilm represents should be inside your head. When you have that, no matter who will get frightened of you. That, that concept, Reb Nachum says, it comes from davening to Hashem with vigor, with truthfulness that brings into a person the awesome of Hashem, into his mind, into his intellect. He has that, and that brings a person that should have Yerushimaim. that people should be able to see on him. People look at him and see, wow, this is a Yerushimaim. Same thing. has just it's has nothing it has to do how close the relationship we have with Hashem and the the, the close relationship we have it's even woman don't wait phone. it has to do the concept that there is walking around knowing God exists to, to explain to this I want to I want to say over an interesting medrash. I said yesterday in the shul, a very interesting medrash. The medrash says, why was the Dor HaMabel so corrupt? You know, Dor HaMabel was, they were steal, they were promiscuous, why? So the medrash says a very interesting things. The medrash says that they used to uh, plant food And 40 years it lasted. Imagine you planned one season, you could put away the food that wouldn't rot for 40 years, didn't have to work. No one got sick, no children died. Everything, every person's health was perfect. Before Before the flood. Every person, no eyeglasses, no dentist, no headaches, (laughs) no migraine headaches. Every child that was born, perfect, well, everything. And everything caused, all of a sudden, they were not fearful of Hashem, not fearful. Today, every person needs an eye doctor. I don't know if a crowd if it, it doesn't need a dentist, that doesn't need, uh, something's aching, Something is not perfect. And everyone has the deep fear of cancer. All of a sudden, something bothers you, uh-oh, the first thing you think, I, you don't want to admit it to anyone, but first thing, what was that? You know, that pain, that you know, I hope it doesn't mean yet anything. We have that fear. The Reboi made this fear because otherwise it's very hard to be connected to Hashem. Mm-hmm. So that all the Reboi made, that should be now with us, because the, what does the Meddash mean? This could have happened after. You live the life, you come up to Shema, let's see what you did. The put it into life now, so we do have a certain amount of humbleness, a certain amount of fear. Rabbi Nachman is saying, but true fear, not just fear of punishment, but true, true fear of Hashem is comes when you talk to Him. When you start talking to Hashem, then you realize the greatness. And if the, the trick is speaking to Hashem with great truth and vigor. When you speak to Hashem that way, it all of a sudden you, wow, you feel such awesomeness from Hashem. And what he's saying, a person should speak everything that is in mind, Come quetch to Hashem. I always tell people, imagine Hashem is saying, please come quetch to me. You know, we don't want to, you know, we don't wanna you know we have a friend that we sound too we don't wanna sound too quiet, you know. We we shy away. Imagine Hashem says to you, I'm waiting for you to call me and quetch. I'm waiting. But we Don't, you know, we shy away. That's because it makes a relationship. And the hardest thing for us is to be connected to Hashem. The connection to make God a reality in your heart. And to walk around knowing that it's much, you know, Pesach, I always tell this to people. Pesach is coming and people have every Chumar in the book. I mean, people ask me questions and... They have khumris and it's going to be expensive and tiresome and it's Pesach is Pesach. That is much easier to do than to have a relationship with Hashem. Much easier to clean and to be neurotic about Pesach is much, much easier than to say, ah, I feel close to Hashem. And the reason there is because it's, Hashem is far from our heart. Davening with vigor, and with truth, makes Hashem a reality, and you, you, you have a relationship. It's, I've said this a few weeks ago, you know, the closer you are to, a, to a, someone that you give a gift, you're giving a gift to someone, you're giving a gift to your wife, or to your children. If you're not close to them, it has a less meaning. Well, someone recently told me, she had, her parents got divorced, she had very little to do with their parents, her father. Her mother raised his father, just, you know, married another lady and disappeared. Now that she's married, and all of a sudden, he shouts a child, and he calls her, sends a gift. That's very, it's only annoying to her. You know, it's nice that he sent a gift, he sent money for the baby, but, but when you are close to someone, and he gives you a gift, that has such a great meaning. That's a powerful meaning. The same with us, with Hashem. The further we are, the mitzvah don't have such a meaning. We have to do the mitzvah. But when you're closer to Hashem and you do the tzitzis and you do a Pesach, ha, that is such a powerful thing. Because that's the gift that we have. We, our, the, the Pesach makes our relation with Hashem so much, so much stronger. Run Nachma says in the story very, very brings in this in the this is called the Kitsur, this is called the abridged of Rub Nachman. But in the Sefer, he quotes a Muiridig Gizoya Kudush. The Zoya says when a person comes to the level that there's a bush on the face of a person, literally walk, he feels a deep shame from Hashem, that's a sign that his sins are forgiven. Because otherwise, as much as the sin is not forgiven, the less the bush, the shame will be on his face. Because, because, as I explained before, the sin that we did, we got connected to the silliness, the ruach shtus. Ruach Stus means the silliness. A person does an Aveda, he brings him to himself a ruach shtus, and that stays with the person, the ruach Stus. And when we do tshuva slowly, we push out the ruirshtos. And if we push it out totally, and we have the real shame of Hashem, that's a sign you are totally forgiving what you did. It's not such an easy thing, I agree. But this is uh, this is what is You feel like, oh, what did I do to Hashem? You know, like yeah. Uh, you know, you really feel, ay, 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 ay. you know, sometimes you do something and then we I, how could I have done this to my husband or to my children? And I feel terrible. And you feel sh- you're ashamed of it, you know, like, uh, how could I have done it? This is the concept that you feel like so close to Hashem, there's a certain shame that comes over over you, like, how did I do this? But again, this is, you know, this is what Ram Nachman teaches and the, the Tanya teaches. You must make time for yourself. Tanya says you should meditate an hour a day, think about the greatness of Hashem. Nachman says talk to Hashem. Take time. When you take time to, for yourself to talk to Hashem, it, it, it's not only it helps you besides getting connected to Hashem; it helps you also cope with life so much better. One of the things that life becomes so hard is we don't feel Hashem. You know, when a person is in great pain. So you go visit him. Someone's sitting shiver. What's the concept to come sitting with him? You share the pain. There's someone there with you feeling the pain. When a, when a child hurts himself, the mother hugs the child and kisses the child. The, the pain is there. But the child feels not alone anymore. That moment, the mother hugged the child. The child feels, "I'm not alone." When the person is in pain, besides the pain that you have, the certain loneliness creeps into you. I'm hurt. I'm humiliated. I'm, I always tell people when a person, even an adult, when we get sick and we have to go into bed, there's two things we don't feel well and feel. We feel like, a, you know, like a schlamazzle We say in Yiddish, oh, "I'm in bed." There's certain Certain humility we feel just because, look what happened. Even though everyone's got the flu. But still, you don't, you don't feel, feel like inadequate, sort of to say. A person comes, the mother gives the child a hug, you visit a friend who's not well, you visit a friend who's going through terrible pains in life, you just say, hello, it takes the pain away so much. Imagine a mil- how much more and more that would be when a person feels close to Hashem. How much more, he says, all of a sudden you speak up behind you. Know, who doesn't have pain in life? And he says, and you talk to Hashem and you feel he's close to you. How much more helps you cope with the pain and the things that you go through in life? I want to go to number nine. You see page, uh, number nine, that's page 385. Therefore our sages of blessed memory said, one who commits a sin and is ashamed of it is forgiven at once. It's very powerful that, you know, like a person, this Gemara said, and shoel, shoel, killed entire city of Neu Kahana. And he realized he made a terrible mistake. He was very shamed. And the Gemara says, since he was so shamed with it, and he did Shuva, Hashem forgave him to him. Forgave a certain type of forgiveness. He says, that's what he says, and the Gemara, so he says, for sin introduces a spirit of foolishness into a person, and when he experienced shame, his mental faculties return to him. His mental, he becomes, the intellectual things just come back to him. You become smart. The way R. Nachman explains this, you become much smarter about things. Able to handle things smarter. You know, it doesn't mean that your IQ is gonna grow, but you are able to see things in a much clearer way. One of the challenges of life is all the time, we don't see things clearly. You know it's a blurry if we would see things clearly known with sin if we would see that how what it means to daven every day what it means to learn every day what it means to keep kosher what it means not to speak hara, what it means to be nice to others it's just we don't see these things always it's not clear to us and it's blurry and it becomes habit habit forming so that's what the, when a person literally does shuva and he has a shame what he did that bani Shlom gives back his intellect faculty, he calls it. Be able to be able to live a much smarter life, he says. Because the Pasik says, then you will understand fear of God, he says. And he says, fear is equivalent to shame. Shame is the essence of repentance. Shame means that you really regret, you know, the repentance. I'm ashamed what I did. So I just want to explain this again. What we're learning over here is I know it's coming Pesach. I know people are going to be busy. We, we get busy with the details. But we don't look in Hashem in the eyes. I've said over a story more than once. I have a cousin who was uh, very slow and how to describe it, very not smart and slow. Finally had a date, and he calls me up, and he explains to me that, you know, he's going on a date next week, and he said, I went to the restaurant, checked out the restaurant, I'm going to take my date out, and he's telling me the parking lot and the food and the silverware, and he's going on on and on and on. I tell him, I tell him, I call him by his name, and I say to him, don't you realize you're meeting a girl? You gotta look in the eyes. It's not the food that you're going to eat. He was so not being you know, slow. He, you know, He was focused on the restaurant and how much the sandwich costs, uh, not being smart. So this is how he looked at his date. He was so preoccupied with the date that way. I said, you gotta look the girl in the eye and smile and talk. It's not the food you're going to share together. It's the, the conversations you're going to have. We do the same thing. We get so caught up with the details, which is very important. We get up with the details. Every detail in Pesach and every detail in every mitzvah. And we forget to look Hashem in the eye. We forget <laughs> He's here. We, we're going to spend Pesach with Hashem. The Shechina is in everyone's house. The divine spirit of Hashem is in everyone's house. When you sit down at the seder, you have to look Hashem in the eye, sort of to say. It's not just, you know, we, we prepare the meal, and the shechil is there at your seder. And we are now having a conversation. It's so the difference is, when you meet someone, there is a conversation back and forth, so you feel it. Here, it's a one-way conversation. This is our test. The test is, it's a one-way conversation. But this is what what we have to do. And this doesn't become to a person unless, like Rabbi Nachman says, you talk to Hashem, you daven with fervor, with truth. Slowly, you're able to sit down and feel Hashem is in my presence. Then he says, he, "It's too long to explain this, but I'll try. I'll try to explain." He says that why sometimes this becomes so difficult. He explains because when other Mauritians sinned, he brought down the zuhama. Zuhama means the bad odor of the snake. When they sinned with the snake, he brought down a zuhama. That doesn't allow us to be connected. There's a Hamas anochash doesn't allow us to be shameful. We, we have the Azus. Azus means chutzpah. The, the how do you say in English? The, just be brazen. And not to be humble in front of Hashem. He explains that comes really when other Malaysians sinned. He brought down a terrible Hamas anochash, Which which, what does that mean? It ha- it Just like Lhavdel, preaching a person, a person, person, certain people don't have a relationship with another person. Just don't. Either because they never saw it, the, the, the way they were raised, or whatever reason. They have a hard time just... A guy told me very bluntly, I, I didn't know the guy who was divorced, and he comes to the off, and I... No, 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 I'm divorced. No, yeah, no, 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 no. I was married three times. <laughs> He says bluntly about himself, it looks like I don't know how to get along with a lady. You know, like it comes from time down in show. He admitted to himself, somehow, I just don't know how to do it. Very. Some people, just like we see this in people, just don't know. Don't, I mean, we all have people who we watch and see, just don't know how to be connected to other people. We, to Hashem, have the same way. And Nachman explains, that comes from the Zohamas Hanuchosh. Zoham is the smell of the snake when he sinned, the terrible odor. And cloudy so, a sinai paskez musom. But then we did a sin, some of it came back. And this is our challenge to clean ourselves from the Zoham of the Nochus. Push away all this. So we have it, we are challenged. It's not easy. You know, it's not that, you know, it's a very hard because we are in a disadvantage. I always tell people, One of the great disadvantages that we have in life is, if you don't eat, your body lets you know it. And if you don't sleep, your body lets you know it. You know, he screams at you, you're tired, and he tells you you're tired, you're hungry, you're thirsty. A guy doesn't daven one day. Ah, tomorrow I'll daven. Guy doesn't eat one day, he doesn't say, you know why, I don't have to eat every day, tomorrow I'll eat. I have to sleep every day. Tomorrow I'll sleep. No, 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 no. Your body says you better lay down. You better eat. Spiritually, our disadvantage is you, you don't hear your soul screaming to you. You know you didn't make a bracha. Hello? You did something wrong. We don't hear this. That's our disadvantage in the fight with the Yetzirah. The body, he is... Uh, and as someone told me in America he say the wheels that squeal he gets oiled. You know the child that screams at home gets the attention. The one that makes the biggest noise, the body is the biggest noisemaker. He screams when he doesn't get taken care of. The spirituality doesn't have this advantage. You know we don't hear our Nishoma screaming, we don't hear our you know you didn't daven, you didn't do this. That we don't hear. This is our disadvantage. Yes, this is our. Right, that's why the choice, the battle, is a harder battle. That's sort of that's a, because uh, with uh, that part is the spiritual part. We have to fight for. You have to go out and fight for it. It doesn't come by itself. Then he then he says. So then he says, the more a person. He says, film is called Chayim, he says. The more a person davens, he says, another level happens to him. You attach yourself to life. See, you could be living and you could be living. You can have life and you could have life. You know, a dog lives too and has life. We all understand a dog's life and a human's life is a trillion times different, you know? Even, even uh, Peter will agree. Human's life, the life of a human, Chaim, and the life of animals, a whole different world. We know ourselves. Sometimes we are alert and we are there and it's full of life one day. Sometimes you walk around like zombies. I call it the, the Sunday morning blue sometimes. We watch people not smiling. You yeah, had such a wonderful showers. What happened to your smile? The Sunday morning syndrome, I say this. <laughs> But, you know, this life in his life. He says, the more a person Mary talks to Hashem, the more he davens, the more life you have. You bring chayim into yourself. Your life is a whole different life. I'm sure we all experience it. Certain days you feel, wow, it's a great day. You feel good about it. You felt alive. You felt alert. You felt accomplished. Everyone in their situation. Certain days, the day passed. What happened Today. You know, in the days, people say, I don't know what it means, but people use the word zombie. You walk around like a zombie. You walk around half asleep. So, you know, like in a daze. But Nachman is saying, the more you daven to Hashem, the more you, it's, you, you bring tefillin to yourself. Tefillin is called chiyas. He brings a chazal. And that means you become alert and become aware and become vigilant. And you live much more, much more open. So what I want to encourage you all is steal time. Yes, smile. You should always smile. No one ever regretted not smiling. No one regretted smiling. Not smiling, you do regret. And a smile is infectious. You say in English is infectious. It's very hard not to smile back. You, you, try it out today. Ever walks into you and uh, give them a huge smile, the guy says, "Wow." Maybe want to say "Wow," but the, the smile is going to come right back. But what I want to focus now is is to, uh, the part is is to take time for yourself. We don't take time for ourselves and talk to Hashem. You know, steal time and sit down. This should be your 20 minutes. No cell phone. No no. No chores. Just twenty minutes. Nothing. Nothing. It's you and Hashem, and just scratch to him. You know, to get to. to sometimes you want to get to someone important. You know, not so easy. Got to pull certain strings to get. Hashem says Hashem is waiting for your phone call. Now you call up. He says, "I was waiting for your phone call. It's you. Hello." She was listening to you. So, and you know, it is, it is this way. You have to tell yourself, Hashem loves. See, many people, we all down for many uh, earthly things. Earthly things, Hashem is quite happy. What, you know, imagine, to make it a very simple way I explain, imagine your spouse asks you, going out shopping, do me a favor, get me this, get me that. If your spouse asks you, get me bread, makes sense. Get me some nash. Wait a minute, you're supposed to be in the diet. I, I, I'm not so quick getting you a nash. Depends what you ask. Imagine you ask your spouse, you know what, I want to spend time with you alone. I want to have time, private time. Yes? Your spouse would drop everything and spend time with you. havdil with Hashem, this is such a thing. When you ask what Gashem means, okay, he created us, we have great needs, he created with the needs he'll fulfill. Imagine you say to Hashem, I want to be connected to you. I want to daven better. I want to have a better Shabbos. I want to do your mitzvahs. It's about him then. See, when we ask about Gashmi, it's all about us. You know, when a person says, you know, I need panasa, I need this. It's all about you. It's uh, it's self-centered. Of course, Hashem is there, but it's all about, when you finally say to Hashem, you know, Hashem, I want to do the mitzvahs. I want to be connected to you. You gave us the mitzvahs. You gave us Shabbos. You gave us Pesach. I want to be happy Pesach. I don't want to be neurotic this Pesach. I really want to be. Then it's all oh, that Hashem listens. Wow, this is the greatest thing you can ask from Hashem. This is the greatest naches pleasure, pleasure, pleasure So I want to. I probably will not going to give a class next week. So I want to tell you all to have a wonderful Pesach and steal time. You know, I, it's it's hard to steal time. The, I want to tell you one thing: the Etz doesn't. The Etz is going to allow you to do every human in the book about Pesach. But to daven to Hashem, to take time for yourself, I guarantee you, He's not going to let you. I'm doing. I meditate for 35 years, and every day He gives me a hard time. And never. He never gave me a hard time keeping kosher. Doesn't give me a hard time. You know. Doesn't. Say, you know. Maybe today you'll eat non-kosher. But he tells every day, maybe today you're not going to daven. Maybe, you know, don't do it. He doesn't want. That is the biggest connection we have to Hashem. It's our davening uh, time that we spend with him. Okay, thank you. Go, Israel. Go Israel? Oh, great. You want it to us? How to fix the problem? It's already gone. It was last settled. What do you do? What's your work? Contract? Then? Yeah, contract. We have to speak, we can come back. There's a way to do it. But if it happens, nothing you can do it anymore. It happened and happened. Could you talk to us? <laughs> okay, Are <laughs> <Okay. laughs> you going to Tswas? <laughs> oh, going to Tswas? Yeah. Yeah, for two weeks. You want something? Brocha from the from the room. From the room. Brokha. From the room. I give you a brocha. Give us a brocha. You give us a brocha. I'll give you a brocha. You go to soul, You should be blessed only. and have nachas and bring yeah. back all the brochas for us in town, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. And Rabbi, you're. be um, giving you a brocha.